morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by Ladbrokes. My name's Corey. As always, alongside me is Bretta. G'day, Corey. Good to be back for the final uh, not-so-quick quickfire podcast. Um, I'll try and move it on, as usual, which never really helps, but uh, welcome the third member of the team, and I'm going to introduce him as the Bonfs Express. I've never done that before, but it's felt kind of weird to say, so welcome, Bonfire. <laughs> Choo-choo! That's right, Bretta. The Bonfs Express is back, and uh, look... For the listeners today, we've got the uh, West Coast Eagles and the Western Bulldogs. But before we get uh, stuck into, you know, who to select from those teams, Corey, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Find us on social media uh, at Supercoach Elites on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes Store and Facebook and at SC Elites on Twitter. Must say before we kick on things, we are drawing our winner tonight of the um, Twitter kind of league launch that we've got going on for our first league. So jump on, retweet the tweet if you want a chance to join one of our leagues um, and of course like the page as well and one lucky entry will win a hundred dollar Ladbrokes voucher or Ladbrokes bonus bet I should say but you must be 18 years over to win that. Boys jumping across Western Bulldogs and the West Coast Eagles and don't they offer a lot of value but we'll start with the doggies uh, your rookie or cash cow please bumps. Um, well, I didn't realise we were going outside alphabetical order because I was lined yeah, up for the West Coast Eagles to, first. Uh, but, uh, look, mate, yeah, sorry, if you want no, the dogs... No, let's go the other way around, actually. No, oh. gonna, we are going to do the normal order and we're going to start with the, the West Coast Eagles. So we're going to go with the this, you know what this is taking me back to? This is taking me back to Tuesday where Corey was just a little bit out of whack and just was just so disorganised with everything. But, uh, look, me <laughs> and Bretta will try to keep Corey on the uh, straight and narrow here tonight. So, my God, the West Coast Eagles. Can I just say something Talk before about. you continue? You know why I got thrown out? Because on the, web, on the Supercoach website, when you go to sort the columns, they have Western Bulldogs in front of West Coast. They do too. Yeah. Well, look, let me, let me tell you something, And mate. seeing this is a Supercoach podcast, I think we should be doing that, Bonfa, and I think you've attacked Corey unnecessarily. No, yeah, but we'll look, do West Coast. If you want a piece, mate, I'll give you a piece. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with West Coast, because they offer the most value, right. and I'm super excited for them. Well, they do. How many rookies do they have? And I'm sure, look, Corey, I'll let you just rattle them all off uh, at the end once I've gone through one and, and, and Brett has taken another one, because there is so many of them. But I think the one that I'm going to go with... Uh, is going to be Luke Ryan. Um, now, the reason I'm going to go with Luke Ryan is because I see him as kind of like locked into that, um, you know, first. Oh, not not the first. Yeah, well, yeah, the first game. Where, where am I going? Maybe I'm a little bit all over the shop today as well. Um, but yeah, now Luke Ryan. So look, really, I'm really going to absolutely rattle you right. I here. love this. I know. I'm so ready for this. His I saw name, it too. His name's Liam. Bring it. His name. Bring it. His name's Liam. What did I say? <laughs> Luke? Four times. Luke Ryan. Well, I apologise for that. I apologise for that. There we go. This wow. is my favourite podcast ever. No, we are rattled. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm saying Liam because he's going to produce a Luke of last year, and we all know how good Luke Ryan was last year, don't we? But look, Liam Ryan, he was playing in um, the Waffle League last year, and this is the bloke that kicks 70 odd goals in the Waffle. Um, I just absolutely dominated the Waffle. And uh, look, I, I just see absolutely no way that this bloke here doesn't make a real impact in the West Coast forward line at some stage this year. I'm just hoping it is from round one because at 100 and whatever it is, 1,000, 17,000 from the top of my head, um, I think he, I think he's going to be one of the best cash cow making options that we are going to have um, throughout the year. On top of all those goals that he kicked, he also averaged 13 and a half positions. Um, now, I know typically that, you know, your forward pocket type players aren't the highest scoring 
uh, players, but I think what we're going to get here is a little more job security than maybe some of those other options that we'll have floating through from the uh, West Coast Eagles. My favourite thing about um, Liam Ryan, Liam Ryan, is yep. that last year, or probably about this time last year, uh, oh, actually, no, not this time last year, but early last year, we, me and Bretta were talking him up, saying that he should be on an AFL list come next year. So really, really happy for the young lad he got there. Um, but they do just offer so much value. Liam Ryan, an absolute star in the waffle, can take a hanger and can kick a goal. Beautiful overhead mark, and I think he's going to really accommodate um, as that third tall forward in that uh, you know very powerful Eagles forward line. I really hope that he doesn't become the Brett Eddie of last year, though. Because, remember, you know, this time last year, Brett Eddie, Brett Eddie, Brett Eddie, Brett Eddie, you know, dominated in the sandful um, and didn't produce and really struggled to make that team. And I think Liam Ryan's going to be... He's a lot younger, um, and I think he's going to be better than that. Brett, I will go with yours, and then I'll kind of just run through a whole bunch of names and we'll briefly touch on everyone. So who was your pick? Um, there was one I really liked. He's a defender, and I'm pretty sure you'll cover him next. So I'm going to leave that alone because he is your boy. You were on him so early. And I'm going to go across to Willie Rioli. Um, that West Coast forward line is quite boring to look at. It's effective, but it's boring. And I think he is a guy they would like to put in there to get a bit of excitement, get a bit of leg speed. Um, he was a late pick in the draft, but since he's been in the AFL system, he's lost 16 kilos. So I'm guessing they just picked him on raw talent alone. Um, he's the Rioli bloodline. They just pump out sick footballers all over the place. Um, 21, 22 years old now. Um, goal sneak. And just, yeah, he's just a really exciting player who looks ready to play in the AFL system. And a lot of the thing is with these rookies, it's just you want them to play and you want them to get in. And you know what? It's a lot of his chance once they do get picked. But I think he's everything looks good for him to play early this season and play often. Brett, I'm really glad you left uh, Brendan Archie for me. Really oh, no, stop it. Don't do it to me. <laughs> no, mine is Francis Watson. Um, and for those who are loyal listeners and have been listening to our podcast for a year now, would know how in love I was with Francis Watson at this, well, probably early season last year. Spoke the guy up. He's going to make it. He's going to break through this week. He's going to be selected by West Coast. And then he unfortunately went down with injury. But this kid is is going to be a freak. His ability to see ball, get ball, second to none, and an excellent ball user by foot. Played really, really well on the waffle. Um, And I would be shocked if Francis Watson isn't in West Coast team at some stage this season as a 123k defender. 117, um, one of the two. But he will definitely get a gig throughout here. Just to rattle some names off, and then we'll talk about everyone, boys. We've got Rioli, Francis Watson, Venables, um, Liam Ryan. I think, to a lesser extent, we could almost use Alongo, that uh, 102k rookie on the bench for uh, Ruck Swing, if you wanted to get some points. Um, Petra Charlie that was just drafted yeah, by West Petra Coast. Yeah, Petra good. Um, Allen, Oscar Allen, Oscar big Allen, Allen, yep, that Matthew was also um, drafted by West Coast. They've got... <laughs> They have just plenty of talent on display and plenty that we can keep an eye on. Do we think that we'll see another team uh, offer up more potential cash cow value this season than the West Coast? North. That's it. I think West Coast is going to be pretty sick for us for Supercoach this year, but North just has nothing else. Uh, Look, my worry would be that 
you can't play too many of them all at once. So they're just all going to rotate through there to see all of them. That that's my only worry. But there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, and I think a lot of them are going to make the debut. And I think uh, in terms of deputants played this year, West Coast are going to win that by a mile. I reckon it's good because they're not all like 18 years old either. They're all like that 21, 22-year-old sort of age, just ready to go. So I think it's not – they're not kid bodies that are just going to get pushed off. I think they're all sorted. Yeah. I think the other one is... – Sorry. Sorry. Go for it. No, no, I was just going to say that you didn't even mention – you mentioned all those names, but you didn't even mention, uh, you know, Brander, who was their first pick uh, in this year in – well, sorry, last year's draft in Ainsworth as well. Like, there's just so yeah. many of Yeah. That's uh, uh, the other Ainsworth brother, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, Venables, who, you know, missed, was a high pick as well and missed injury. So they've got a lot of those those out there. They just offer so much value, the West Coast Eagles. Um, but, look, we could sit here for 45 minutes speaking about them. Um, let's go into the mid-prices. Uh, Bons, we'll start with you. Oh, mid-prices for the West Coast Eagles. Um, I know who Brett is going to take, so I'll take someone else. Um, because Brett is so predictable. He's very vanilla. Um, I'll take Jack Redden, um, 437k. Mate, you know what? Laugh it up, boys. Laugh it up. Uh, you show me someone who's uh, 437,000 who in the past has averaged uh, 103 before. Yeah, but Tell I'm, me. Not, I'm not playing in the past. I'm playing in 2018. I'm playing in 2018, where it's now, bombs. Well, touche on, on that comment, then, I guess. So. <laughs> Uh, I really got nowhere to go with that one. <laughs> but uh, now, look in look in 2011, and and look, this is when him and Rocky were available as forwards, and they really started to explode, right? The both of them. Um, but look, from 2011 um, right through to 2015, these were his averages: 102.8, 102.9, 97.9, 103.1, and 95.1. And for you listeners out there, there are the super coach scores, not like how I screwed up with uh, Gary Ablett a few weeks back and read out his uh, fantasy scores. They were the super coach scores. Um, now, look, he's you know at a at a price of seventy nine and a half. He played seventeen games last year. We know that Prittis and Mitchell are no longer in that team. Um, you know, can he take more responsibility on? I think most certainly. Um, well, I think he will average more than eighty, which is what he's currently priced at. Most certainly, I think he's going to go into the low nineties. Um, but I'm probably not going to pick him because I'm I'm a big believer that unless this guy is really going to feature pretty much for your entire year, probably not to waste the coin uh, on a mid-pricer like that. But if I was picking one, it would be Jack Redham. Man, I had two that I was struggling to pick from. One that I thought would have been, you know, that people will pick out there, and Jack Redham wasn't even near any of them. Bretto, who was yours? I don't actually I don't actually hate the pick, though, with the Jack Redham. I'll just put it out there. It's not completely disgusting, but yeah. Bombs, I'm pretty sure you'll know who mine is. Mine's Brendan Archie, uh, 255,000, only averaged 58 last year, but a change of scenery. Um, could be a nice thing for him. We could see him increase his average. Look, last year in that Port Adelaide midfield, he barely got a run in. Um, these are his numbers. He played five games. He had 13 disposals. He had 16 disposals, 26 disposals, just a nine in an 80-point loss to the Bombers and a 15-disposal game against the Pies in round 21. Um, I think it's just a matter of opportunity. The guy knows how to get the ball. Um, one of the best handballs of a football I've seen. Some of the 30-metre handball darts he hit out to the wing last year were awesome to watch. And I think for a guy who is 200,000 less thereabouts than Jack Redden, I think he's probably only going to average 5 to 10 points less. And I think for $200,000, um, I think he's someone who can legitimately make you money and be a value option. Um 
I'm still not sorted. I think he would need some really impressive GLT form and bulk midfield middle minutes through the GLT. And to be named in the midfield round one to be worth considering as a pick. But don't hate it. And yeah, I think he's someone who could potentially be um, a real player in a lot of teams this year. Definitely that JLT radar. Like, you know, like your Bonners and your Christensen who we've spoken about before. There's a lot of teams who do have him. Um, I think Nick Knapp no. is one of... Oh, yeah, go. I'll just give you one more on Archie before you kind of move on. But, um, yeah, look, I know that people love the stats and they love to know what they've done uh, in the lower levels. But in the Sandful last year... He was the number one ranked mid forward in the league for uh, super coach points in the Sandfall. So, um, yeah, he's obviously got a super coach game about him. Oh, Bonds just delivering again, as always. Um, yeah, as I say, Nick Nat, surprised no one spoke about him more. I mean, still kind of hobbling around, but if he can get up and kind of start early in the season, I think Lysette offers a big problem with that. Uh, one that I was surprised nobody spoke about was Jeremy McGovern. I think he's. Probably overs for price-wise, but I think McGovern could be a very, very interesting point of difference this year. Um, and Bonds, when you're ready, we can get ownership for team value. Um, that, sorry, ownership oh, for... Sorry, on um, on Nick Nat or McGovern? McGovern, please. Okay. Um, I think Nick Nat will go right down. Um, but yeah, McGovern, I think, is a very real left-of-field one. Um, and I wouldn't... I think Yo's going to spend more time in the midfield. I think McGovern's going to have to go across and be that halfback floater again. Not only average, 22 games. Not disgusting, but still don't rate it. Look, he's always going to play games, isn't he? Um, but, yeah, I just... Uh, I can't take the risk on someone like McGovern. and, and look, uh, Yeah, well, look, Supercoach website at the moment is telling me he's sitting at 3% uh, at the moment Jeez, as well. That's a lot more than what um, would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, it is. A, it's actually a lot higher than I thought as well. Um, yeah, definitely not going. In. But Nick Nat, boys, are, are either of you still considering Nick Nat? Oh, I'm done. Completely him. cold. Yeah, I'm done with him. Me and him, we've. I can't we've believe he's so far. So far, yeah, we've uh, we've taken it to family court. And we've we've gone through a divorce. We're done. Absolutely finished. Thirty nine percent of teams still have him selected, but not me. And you'll really be back together scared. in a year's time. Sorry. He'll be back together in a year's time, no doubt. Look, he will be. And and the thing that scared me was Sam Mitchell the other day, who's now our coach down at the Eagles, as we all know. And uh, Sam Mitchell said something along the lines of that, uh, you know, Nick Natanui, this is going to be an ongoing lingering issue through the year. Um, if I can, can't remember what the, what the term is, but if you can kind of summarise, I guess, what Mitchell said, that's the message I took was that this issue is going to be lingering and there is no chance in hell I am now starting with Nick Nat, even if he's named round one. Yeah, I think I'm on the similar similar role as well. I think if he was maybe 100k cheaper, then it would be very tempting if he was named, but at his price, I don't think it's, uh, it's worth it. Uh, let's move on to our primo then. Fellas, Brenner? Elliot, yo. I am... I like the pick. I even like starting the pick. I think he's very undervalued. I know you guys have gone so cold on him, but I don't really see a reason to be so cold. And the guy averaged 102. He's built like the perfect AFL specimen, like 6'3", 95 kilo midfielder, <laughs> halfback. He can do everything. Good above his head, good at the ground, lays tackles, wins the one-on-one contests. I think he averages in the hundreds again this year. Again, it's just that slow start we're all worried about with his interrupted preseason. And 
I can't understand this complete like just lack of respect that Elliot Yo has got with nobody picking him. And then I have to top that off by saying I currently don't have him in my team. I'm not <laughs> he's, cold on him. I just think that he's priced at where he should be priced, and I think there's some defenders out there that are a little bit unders. Um, and yeah, interrupted preseason didn't help it. I think in the most the first five weeks he'll be the most um, included player, as in player that wasn't trade started in. and then brought in. Yeah, trading. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, no, it's not outlandish. Point. It's going to happen. Uh, look, my, my tell me why I'm wrong, boss. Tell me why I'm wrong. Well, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong because this okay. bloke here is as close to Nat Five V Two Point that you're going to get. But um, this bloke here can do it when he's either loose man. Well, he doesn't even need to be a loose man, but when he's playing defence. This bloke pushes to the midfield or plays on the forward line. He's an absolute dud of a pick, and I think that's where he's going this year. I think his role is changing. He's not staying in defence, and I think you're going to see a big decline in his super coach output. Um, and to the 18% of teams out there who have selected him, um, you can't see me right now, but I'm sticking my finger up at you um, because that's me just getting one up on you. Um, I, I don't even think he's going to be a top six forward uh, I sorry, he lives this in the year. Midfield. I reckon he lives uh-huh. in the midfield this year. Yeah, he can live there, but he, I, I just don't... All of his points came through intercept. It came through marks. It came through metres gained. He's not doing that in the midfield. Um, and he averaged like nearly 24 touches last year. He's probably not even touching the ball much more than that through the midfield. And if you cut out all the points he's getting for his intercepts, for his marking, for his rebounds from 50, if you cut all that out there, then he's going down uh, in terms of his super coach output. Absolutely hate the pick. In saying that, he's the only West Coast premium uh, that I can kind of encourage if I, I know i've just said two totally different things there haven't i but that is how much i hate uh any sort of west coast premium pick this year so i'm just going to go with absolutely no one um because i think yo is, is going on a big slide this year mind yo and i disagree with what bonfa says i think that i think you'll have more midfield time and then probably yeah go sit behind the, the ball a little bit as well um, but I think Yo is going to continue his output of last year. I'm not starting him, so it doesn't hurt me even if I'm wrong here, but um, I think there's better options to start than Yo. I really do. Like I said, I think there's players that are around his price that are cheaper and safer, and it's not often that we'll say that about someone whose starting price is 560000 Um But I, yeah, right now I think Kate Simpson's safer than Elliot Yo. I think Laird and Hibbert are definitely safer. Brennan Ellis, um, throw me some other names around there. Well, I'll Alex tell you Withered what. Heath Shaw. Yeah. Nah, nah. Please stop saying unsafe names, you idiot. <laughs> James Sicily, how's that? One? James Sicily, brother, you like that one? <laughs> Let's not turn. Yo, you take Sicily, <laughs> I'll take you. See how your season goes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, That's where we're at. Yeah. So mind you as well. Uh, outlandish statement, please, Brett. Oh, throw me on the spot here. Um, Willie Rioli to be the number one rookie this year. Absolutely. Idiot. I'll tell you what. Uh, you know what? I want to I wanna get one. Oh, I just want to really stick one up Brett right here, right? This is going to be one of those really long ones like we had with Billings the other day. I'm totally no. looking at that. A whole <laughs> no. sort of facade here, right? But here we go. Here we go. Here we I'm go. not going to bite. I'm not going to bite. <laughs> James Sicily to out-average Elliot Yo in Supercoach and uh, also make, well, no, that would be too pro James Sisley, just uh, Elliot Yo to be absolutely nowhere near the All-Australian uh, squad and for James Sisley to out-average Elliot Yo. How have you finished in the top 1,000, like, ever in Supercoach? Like, <laughs> multiple times. I'll, I'll with tell the you stuff why, you, you make me sick. 
everything that you do is just so vanilla, and vanilla is boring. Vanilla will get you top 5,000, but bombs, when you take a little bit of risk, uh, you shoot yourself into that top 1,000, or you slide a little bit outside that top Your current back line is Kate Simpson, James Sicily, and Jake Lloyd, and you are probably going to beat me this year. Because James Sicily is in my forward line, you dickhead. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, Moffat. Didn't Brett finish higher than both of us in overall last year? Yeah, I do most years, but that doesn't take away from Pomfa still having good years. There were always exceptions to the rules. Yeah. Well, there always, there's always going to be an to exception. Back to, to back to back exceptions. I love oh, it. Oh, shut up, you dickhead. I bet you two years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not yeah, hard. It's, it's not, not hard to finish up. above me last year, that's for sure. <laughs> 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 good banter. Good banter. That was the, yeah, good banter. Uh, my outlandish statement is that Bomfa's first defensive upgrade target will be Elliot Yo. <laughs> Elliot Yo. I love that. That's my favourite outlandish statement. Probably will be. Who knows? Yeah. See You're not wrong. <laughs> All right, let's jump across to the Western Bulldogs. And your rookie, please, will go with Bomfa's this time. Oh, we went with me last time, but if you want to go me again, that is absolutely... Yeah, we're going with you again. No, we're going with you again. I want to see him just perform under pressure. Well, you know what? Fun, just, uh, just, call me, as well. just call me Dr. Clutch, mate, because that's all you're going to get from me. Um, now, look, the Bulldogs defenders, uh, Bulldogs defenders, Bulldogs rookies, I, I honestly don't think there's there's much there. I don't think we're going to be given much. Um, you know, I was having a look at Kieran Collins because he'd played league footy before. But the one I'm going to go with is uh, Ed Richards, their uh, number 16 pick last year. And the reason I'm going to go for that is because they've lost Bob Murphy. They've lost um, uh, Matthew Boyd. Um, so they've lost their two halfback flankers, uh, two leaders of the club. And uh, I think what they need now is to find the players that are going to replace them. And look, I'm, there's one player that I'm going to speak about as my mid-pricer who can do that. But I think one player who can come sort of straight in as well would be uh, Ed Riches. This is a bloke who averaged 17 and a half possessions uh, in under 18 footy <clears throat> pardon me, last year, um, and also averaged just a tick over four and a half uh, marks per game as well. What I like as well is disposal efficiency um, is actually 81% in the TAC as well, which is absolutely huge. So he's got really good kicking efficiency, obviously knows how to find the ball, and uh, we know that kicking efficiency, metres gained, finding the ball, and marks is how you score as a halfback flanker. Off the halfback flank too in junior footy as well. Western Bulldogs went to the draft and single-handedly had an asterisk next to Ed Richards' names, and that is exactly who they were targeting. So I think you've got to remember for the Doggies, they had the option of Jack Higgins there too. So for them to pass on Higgins and select um, Ed Richards... Was yeah. it was a ballsy and a big play, but that, and they've come out and said this before. They had that marked. They had Ed Richards in line to be the long term replacement for you know Bob Murphy and everyone. Whether he gets in this year or not, that was the play that it was selected for. So I love the Ed Richards pick. Uh, he was actually mine, but I might just I will go to Bretter and if Bretter doesn't touch on the other one, then we'll kick up for. Oh, sweet. Um, I didn't mind the Collins pick. I think there's holes in that defence, but that is not my rookie. Mine is Tim English. Simply for the back, the yeah, the Bulldogs need a ruckman. They don't have a legitimate ruckman. They keep throwing like Boyd and a couple others, Ace Cordy and stuff like that. They're trying to find one, and I think he is the long-term solution. Um, 
I think it's a nice thing to have that forward ruck swing, and I think for the extra 10, 15K, I think he's a nice one to have sitting on your bench because I think at some stage he'll play, especially especially if you're picking Paddy Ryder because he has that awkward buy that we mentioned, and um, I think you just want to take a chance on a guy that might play, and if he's playing some decent minutes in the ruck, he might cover you and score you a 50 or 60 in that really horrible week instead of a donut on your field. Um, pick 19. They took him with an early pick in the 2016 draft. So um, to take a ruckman that early, there's not many um, that get taken that high. Uh, he's obviously considered a long-term replacement for pretty much no one. I don't think they've had a decent ruckman since Will Minson, who kind of fell off years ago. But yeah, Tim English, that's my boy. They had Tim English picked down. So Tim English reminds me so much of Brody Grundy's kind of story. So um, they yeah. were both touted as potential top five picks. You know, being Ruckman slid down in the draft. Both were drafted relatively around the same time. Both didn't have big, massive frames when they were drafted. I mean, in all fairness, Grundy probably had a little bit more size on him than Timmy English did. Um, but English will have time to develop and put that size on. I think, and you just touched on this, and I was going to speak about that in the Port Adelaide podcast, but I did leave it for here. Tim English is the ideal, if he's selected round one, he is the ideal reason that then you can take a lot more risk on a player like Ryder or Cruiser or someone who's got that little bit of an injury concern in the ruck, um, you know, that he will slot in and cover them. Because I think I think English will be in their team at some stage throughout the year. It's just body size and frames the only worry. So he definitely was my other one. So for the Doggies, I think that they are two pretty good options. I'm really glad you brought up the uh, the Brady Grundy trajectory that English is sort of following on. I was going to say it, but I had this nice little voice in the back of my head saying, uh, if you do, Bonfer will just say, oh, look, here Fred goes again. <laughs> Finding any way to get a Collingwood player into the podcast. So, Corey, thank you for doing it and allowing me to jump in on the tail end of it. Mm. Uh, Bombs, go across to your mid-price, please. Now, my mid-price, I say someone who will line up round one on the halfback flank for the Dogs is... Uh, the bloke that they got from Fremantle for not too much, uh, didn't cost them too much, Hayden Crozier. Uh, so this is a bloke who's played, you know, forward pocket, maybe a little bit up on the half forward flank, push into a wing through patches um, in his sort of career. But um, very good kick of the football, this bloke. Uh, a left footer, if I'm not mistaken, as well. But this guy here is the one that the dogs have come in and publicly said, this is the guy that's going to come off that half uh, back flank as well. So we'll not be surprised to sort of see him um, you know, averages some, you know, somewhere around, you know, even 80. I think, you know, 70 to 80 will be relatively good for him. And if you're paying 341k, he can be used as a stepping stone to a premium. I don't think he's going to be someone you select and keep for the entire year, but he might be someone who's going to score you some relatively good points, maybe rise to, say, 450k, um, and then use him as a stepping stone to, you know, some of your real elite, uh, you know, halfback flankers like, you know, Jake Lloyd. Remember when he took that mark of like the century in the end of 18s, like five years ago? Yeah. Have you always seen that? Was that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, Brett, on to you, you mid price, uh, mine is Mitch Wallace. He's a guy I ran last year at the back end as my Ford 7. Um, I did the weird thing. Uh, not weird, I guess the, the thing where you have to be in a really nice situation to be able to do it. I ran a guy who I could swing mid and forward as cover instead of holding on to one of my last three trades, which was really nice because the games I brought him in had to use him as cover for players who got injured. He averaged, I think, about 105 for me in the three games he played. Uh, just uh, awkwardly priced. That's the problem with him. 
that is the problem with him. Um, just sub 500. I don't know if he's going to jump another 10 to 15 points, which would make him a top six forward. But the thing I really do like about his potential upside is the lack of a broken leg injury in the previous six months. So he has had a nice big season. He has had a nice big preseason this year. And I think he's in the best shape he's been in a while to make a big jump. Yeah, he's one that I really liked as well too, I think. Um, yeah, he was definitely mine. Um, let's have a quick chat about um, Luke, Luke Dullhouse, please. Dullhouse, yeah. Um, I just want to bring it up because I see a lot of teams floating his name around. Um, and, I mean, you boys know I hate the pick. So... Bretta, what are your thoughts on Dalhouse first? Um, haven't considered him at all. He was completely taken out of that midfield last year, and I don't think he's... You can't pick him until he plays games in the midfield. So you can't do it on preseason form, because he played preseason in the, in the midfield last year. And um, Bonfa, I'm not sure if you have any numbers on centre bounces attended. I know you are stats Bonfa, but... That's, what, <laughs> that's why I went to you first, and then yeah. I go on a stats Bonfa, because Bons, I want some numbers surrounding... You want numbers? Yeah. All right. Let me, let me tell you something, right? So this was the first time since 2011 that he finished outside the top 10 for the best and fairest, right? Based on his numbers last year, this is this is going to surprise you because I'll tell you what, boys, it bloody surprised me, right? But he still ranked elite uh, in terms of, like, for someone of his position for disposals, contested possessions, uncontested possessions, right? His numbers in terms of um, possessions were incredibly similar to his averages over the previous three years as well. It is, like, unbelievable. His clearances um, were only slightly... Well, they were slightly up, but this is all based on the previous four years, right? Um, and, look, the thing as well... Now, the thing that... The area of his game that's dropped... Now, this is according to the prospectus, right? But the area that they're saying of his game that dropped was his, was his actual pressure. The amount of pressure that he put on dropped from 46 points per game down to 37. Now, I believe they're speaking about super coaching, like, because you, you know how super coach you can get points for pressures, tackles, pressure acts, and, and all that sort of stuff, right? But he was earning 46 points per game through his pressure statistics from the year before. Now, that dropped to 37, 37 points per game last year. as well. um, and, and I think that's where we're seeing. I don't think he played any less uh, in the midfield. I, I Look, I know that his numbers certainly felt like they were down, but I, I more felt that his impact on games uh, was certainly down last year. And and look, if you know the the statistic gods, champion data, if they kind of say that the area of his game that fell was the pressure, and, and that's where the points kind of fell, it kind of lines up when you when you take a peek at the rest of the stats uh, through through the through last year and, and the years kind of pr- prior as well, which has taken me a little bit by surprise. Yeah, you're my champions data, so they probably got that wrong. Well, look, yeah. I, I know that they tend yeah. to look. You know what they probably did actually? They probably had a look at this, and they probably gave Bont a few of his touches the year before, and you know, a little bit there, a bit extra there for Bont. Bont bias. Now, the bias. reason I don't think I don't think Luke Dalhouse is viable at his price right now. I think there's a lot of value around there, um, and I mean slightly up. You got Billings, Walters. Uh, you know, green heaney that aren't that much more expensive. I mean, we've been talking about Sicily after he's, you know, if he's going to sit down back non-stop. I just think there's heaps better value around 
than than Dalhouse. And until Dalhouse is back in that midfield and he's, he, you know, or until he's running and dropping 110 every week, kicking snags of three and, you know, laying 10 tackles in that forward line, I just don't think he's viable. And I don't think he's going to get that back to that. I can't see the doggies, honestly, improving much on what they've done last year. Um, and I don't think it's going to correlate to more points. And I, I, I hate the Dalhouse pick. That's me. Other people might have but, a decision. How many teams are you in? Um, well, I don't know, but like, I'm oh, sorry, I'm just looking at the stats, but yeah. he literally averaged, right, one position less per game. He averaged more marks and more goals. So what was he doing and then? Was one he just less tackle. The ball? Because they, 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 don't, they don't line up. The he does. don't line up. And watching Dalhouse, I think one of the frustrating things you can kind of see when you watch him is that when he gets the ball inside like a pack, he just gets a quick kick out, doesn't he? Um, yeah. He just kind of gets like this little hack Scrub kick out. Kick, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and maybe that's where, you know, he, he may have, I don't know, just copped a – or he may not have got, you know, points like through that stuff. And because, don't you know, get we me wrong, this is, that had, sort of stuff. we've had this conversation now, the whole way through. I love the guy as a footballer. I actually think he's an elite footballer for the, the position he plays. I just not too confident on him finishing as a top six forward. I'm I'm a bit more bullish than you. I think. Look, he's owned by fifteen percent as well. And I think the one thing now, remember when I gave you the stat the other day that uh, in the St Kilda podcast where Billings was involved in twenty nine percent of all of um, you know St Kilda's you know, scoring, Dalhouse last year was involved in twenty eight percent of all of the Bulldog scoring. That's crazy. Um, I honestly, if he Look, maybe there was some sort of injury or there had to be some sort of change. But if he just brings back the pressure that he has apparently lost last year from the year before, he's certainly back up to a top six forward. Well, I'll tell you what. You're giving me numbers that if you sat there and read them to me on anyone else right now, I probably wouldn't have been as harsh on. So maybe I am mm. being a little bit harsh on Dalhouse. Um, but yeah, I'm just not selecting him right now. I much prefer Mitch Wallace over Dalhouse. Like... Much prefer. I think I'd prefer to have a look at Dalhouse over the first six to ten weeks and make yeah. a decision later rather than taking the punt now. That's where I sit on it. Fifteen percent of coaches disagree, though. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. There's got to be something that makes all of our teams different, though, doesn't there? Yeah. Can someone let me know? Someone who's got Dalhouse picked right now, can you tw- at me or at Elites and let me know why? Why you're so confident on Dalhouse? Um, hmm. Anything else to add on Talk that, Brenner? No, don't like the pick. Avoid it. All right, let's move on to our primos. Bumps. Oh, yeah, look. Yeah, when we speak about Supercoach, right, there's only one player's name that kind of comes to mind. His name's Marcus Bontempelli, well, isn't it? You didn't it? think you were um, going to go there. You didn't think I was going to... Where would you think I was going to go? They got no bloody idea, no one else. I just didn't They've think you were going to go there. No one else. You know what? I will go there because as although I don't agree with all the bias, you can't dispute the bias. The, it's It's there. And uh, if he's going to get an extra 20 points a game for just standing on the bloody field, then, you know what, why not select him? Because it's 20 more points than bloody, you know, someone else will be getting. But look, he um, he didn't get to the heights I thought he was going to get to last year. And he had, a, you know, he kind of stagnated. Um, and he actually reduced his average from the year before. But look, uh, I think if this is certainly someone who can average 110, this is certainly someone who can be a top eight midfielder. And the top of my head is 577,000. Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, this is certainly someone that, look, I would probably even take the, 
to punt on him over Scott Pendlebury, to be honest. I just think that, um, you know, he'll be 23 at some stage this year. He only averaged 23 touches last year. Like, surely he can get that up to 25 or 26 um, and really push that 110 to 115 average. I just think with McRae's ability to win the ball last year, they just tried to use Bont forward, and I think too much. Honestly, I think they, they used him forward way too much. And he's a lot like um, Billings. He was kicking a lot of behind, so if you can definitely lift that up. Um, he's elite. He is in the mould of like that Dangerfield and Dusty when they go forward one-on-one targets. They're just they're, they're too good overhead for players to line up on, and they're too quick without them. Bontempalli, for me, is one of those ones that I always talk about that I think is definitely underpriced. Um, yeah. And... I've had him in my team before, and I like the look of it, so I wouldn't be surprised if I did start him. He's not in there now. Um, but for me, I think Bont's the clear number one choice of the Western Bulldogs. And I'm hoping Brett gives us the other side of the token, because if he doesn't say Jack McRae here... Oh, he's going to absolutely cop it. Hey, and, and before before we hit Brett up... Bontempelli, the amount of, you know, possession... Sorry, the percentage in, you know, the scoring involvements and that sort yep. of stuff... He was involved in 31% of the dog scoring involvements last year, which is uh, absolutely huge numbers. But, yeah, over to you, Brother. He's just great at delivering that ball inside 52. So, that's oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you used that last little bit about uh, delivering the ball inside 50. Jack McRae, that's probably the best <laughs> user of the ball going inside 450. I'll give you uh, some real quick fire numbers. Uh, average more points than Bonsapalli. Uh Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty important in Supercoach, I think, last year. <laughs> I think he's the same age as Bontempelli. He's a better ball winner than Bontempelli. Kicks plenty of goals. No drums kicking goals. Bont kicks goals, but so does McRae. Um, and I think he had more tons. He had 15 tons. I'm not sure if Bont had that many. Maybe he did. I don't want to say it completely because I'm not exactly sure. Don't really look too heavily at Bontempelli when there's a better option right next to him. And uh, six tons over 120, so he can go big. And uh, Jack McRae, clear number one option at the Western Bulldogs. And when Bont, uh, well, sorry, not Bont, when Bont far said he would take Bonson Pally possibly ahead of Scott Pendlebury. I liked hearing that because I would absolutely take Jack McRae ahead of Scott Pendlebury this year. And <laughs> I want to see I want to see his ownership because I think he is the most underrated, not only footballer, but super coach pick going around. Well, Jack McRae is owned by 1%, whereas Bonson Pally is owned by 10%. Uh, so certainly a pod, um, but man, he's an accumulator. He's, he's so good, man. He's so bro, good. But didn't you... Take him out of your team for Scott Pendlebury after the Collingwood podcast? Took him out. No, I took him, <laughs> I took him out of my team for Clayton Oliver. Oh, you probably should just out. run the pod team, Bretto, and just run like Clary. Um, Seb Ross. McRae, just Clary and McRae, Ross. basically, that's it. Uh, you probably get away with Taylor Adams. I've seen a team today mm-hmm. with Taylor Adams. I was shocked. Yeah, I but Maybe put Sidebot. I take McRae. Yeah. McRae over Bond is... Nah, don't. So, any chance you're going to start with McRae? If I don't have enough money for Oliver through other things, yeah, big chance. Why won't you start with Clary and McRae? Just um, my team. My midfield's top heavy. It's Dusty, Dangers, Titch, Clary, Five. Was better than Dangerfield. That was when I was like 15 years old and it was under 14's footy, but that's changed a lot since then. <laughs> Uh, Outlandish statement, please, Bonfa. Yeah, we all know when it comes to the dogs and you want Outlandish, we we know where it's going. We all know it's going towards Bontempelli and Champion Data, don't we? But now, 
what I did was I logged into my MySpace. This is a true story, right? About three oh, days ago. Wow. Logged in. This is a true story, right? Logged into my MySpace and uh, went on Champion Data, you know, because I've got Champion Data, number one friend on MySpace, down on the, uh, you know, my section page and all that sort of stuff. Anyways, uh, went down onto MySpace, had a look at Champion Data, and I shot them a little message. I said, you know, long time no chat. Got the uh, Dogs podcast coming up this week. And, you know, they gave me the scoop, boys. They gave me the scoop. Guess what it was? Hit me. They said they are about to officially endorse a sponsorship <laughs> with Marcus Bontempo. And apparently, at some stage this year, we're going to see him running around with either the Champion Data logo, C- hashtag CB on his boots, or just the words Champion Data on his boots. It's happening. You heard it here first. So is that your outlandish statement? <laughs> That's my outlandish statement. Well, it's more news <laughs> It's more of a news breaking statement than Quantum Pally to be sponsored by Champion Data going forward. That is it. Hey, hey. it may happen. My mouth hurts. I've got word. <laughs> I've been given word, boys. Bruno, your outlandish statement? Uh, you know I love a comparison for my outlandish statements, and um, I'm going McRae, my boy. Got to stick with him to beat both Penelbury and Bonson Pally by at least three points per game on average. If we just both go through clear. these outlandish statements, I reckon <laughs> Bruno's just knocked Penelbury every single week. I'm off I love him. He's an absolute superstar. I'm a lot absolute gun. Just, but... just show you up. Um, not That's sure worrying. how outlandish it is, but <laughs> I don't see the doggies making the top eight again. That's... Well, a lot of people will pick him to rebound. They brought Shaki over as well, so... Yeah, that's... Yeah. Shaki probably and Shaki in their teams this year? Shaki won't kick more than 20 goals if you want an outlandish statement there on just that bloke. Jesus. I don't, oh. I don't, I don't even think he'll probably play more than 10, 15 games. Ooh. How many outlandish statements are you... Uh, I just think his body's got to be... He's probably a year away from being Ooh. a big-time... Being somewhat um, relevant, is that what you're saying? He's a yeah. bit of a dust type this year, is that what you're telling Just, me? I don't think his frame is big enough, or his tank's big enough for AFL football yet. And mm. I love the kid. I'm, I'm all in on him. Um, but yeah. Well, clearly. Yeah, clearly you're all in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knocked him for the last five minutes. <laughs> he's not big enough. He's you know not what fast he's enough. To do? He's trying to decrease his share price so he can jump on a bit, little Bitcoin yeah. style or something yeah. like a bit like the opposite of that. Okay, let's go to questions. Uh, We're going to Martin (laughs) Wheatner first, at Buddy Mart, long-time fan. Oh, Uh, Five for West Coast. Is uh, is it vibe with Lysette at Ruck 2 to start with? No, honestly. Come on, you know better than that, Martin. Come on, mate. Don't worry about Lysette. Nah, Lysette is absolutely no chance. What happens if Nat Nui's not there? I love how your, oh, your voice got there. That was nice. Yeah, no, it was almost like someone grabbed him there. by the guns there. Look, if, <laughs> if Nat and you is not there, then Lay said he's no chance. <laughs> Did you hear that one? <laughs> 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 uh, I'm going to record a whole podcast in that voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to miss you for a podcast. i tell you what, getting together three times a week. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's been brutal. Yeah, I'm not going to miss it. I'll just get battered three times a week. I'm <laughs> looking forward to have a break. It might be going back to being a human. Um, uh, Chris Smallman on Facebook. Uh, where do you think Dalhouse will finish? Chris thinks he'll be a top three forward. Ooh. Nah, he's not going to be that high. Look, he, sh- he should be in the top ten, pushing top six. Top ten. 
I'll say top 10. I also think top 10. But I don't think he can get into the top 6. Uh, uh, oh, Nelson Moody, he was firing. He was active this week. Uh, Rioli and Ryan, who do I choose or should I have both? Well, you can only choose who gets picked. Well, that's right. Um, yeah. At the moment, I'd be running both. If you have to pick one, I'm picking Ryan. Picking Rioli. Um, I'll just pick who he's playing. I'm fencing again. Um, and Nelson again, <laughs> should I consider JJ? JJ kind of went missing last yeah, year. Boy, yeah, yeah. He did, didn't he? Look, he signed his five-year contract. I don't think he gives two shits about football anymore. He's going to keep sulking about the tag. They're going to continue to do it. I don't see him as relevant at all. Oh, JJ's fallen off our wagon. We were big on him when he went, I think, 125, 125, 125 out of the gate that year before tearing his hammy, but I think he's irrelevant now in Supercoach terms. Yeah, same. Um, I think everyone's kind of figured him out. I think his points are gone. Um, yeah, he's not... He's kind of only... He'll got, be tagged even more heavily yeah, this year. Yeah. He's, he's got, got a shit hairdo as well. Like, do you really want to oh, work like, with nah. that sort of hair? He's got the Odell Beckham. Yeah, God, nah, I don't mind it. I like though. it. Mate, if you win the Norm Smith medal, you can do whatever you want. Exactly. Well, that's true. It doesn't mean you look good, though. You can do whatever you want, but it doesn't mean you look good. Oh, man, I reckon we run the bet, whatever our, like, Chucky Milk Challenge equivalent this is, is this year, I reckon they have to go get the JJ haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking could love you, it. Could you imagine? Could you imagine oh Bob's running the blonde tip? <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. That, put that on the shortlist, yeah. boys. Let us see your feedback. Um, yeah. Boys, anything else to add on either of these two teams? No, I don't think so. Must say thank you Can to the list. Oh. No, 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 it's all right. No, no, I thought we missed oh. so. I surely didn't miss anything this one. Come on, I wasn't prepared the other night, but I'm back. I'm back. No, 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 no. You've been well and truly back in form the last two weeks. Beautiful. Yeah, Thank you so much, listeners, for um, tuning into the Quick Fire podcast. They've been absolutely awesome. Look, we'll come at you with another podcast next week. Um, just kind of recapping the start of this car car that's coming on. Maybe really fun, kind of open up to some um, questions, but it will be one of our quicker podcasts. We have sat down. We are trying to organise a date for the Chalky Milk Challenge. Um, it will be very, very close to the JLT. So everyone who's ready to watch me eat a chilli and watch Brett chuck absolutely everywhere, get excited because I know he hasn't been in training. I've just seen I've been with him recently and he's got no chance to keep that milk down. So um, on behalf of the boys and myself, peace out community and thanks for listening.